It's time for episode number five with online health and fitness influencer, Diana Hecox. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Welcome back. Kareen Mills here, Mother Hustler Podcast. I have my very special guest, Diona Hickox. Did I say that right? Diana. Diana. I knew I butchered it. <laughs> so, Diana Hickox is an online health and fitness influencer who, since 2014, has helped hundreds of women reach their health and fitness goals with workout and eating plans that cater to the busy mom. Diona started her journey unhappy, unhealthy, and unfulfilled. She wanted something different and knew it had to start with her. She started working on her own health and fitness goals, began sharing it authentically, (laughs) <laughs> my third world tongue doesn't allow me to say it right i love it authentic authentically authentically thank you love <laughs> online and invited other women to join her through online accountability group by the way you can do a podcast even though you have bad english <laughs> I love it. that's when her passion for supporting other women grew her goal is to help women find their confidence and um, by helping them learn to give themselves grace. She now mentors and supports other women who want to start and grow their successful part-time online coaching business with a failing beautifully forward philosophy. That makes me smile. Diona also works full-time in corporate America and is a mom of two busy teenagers. She loves to dance. Should we have her dance? (laughs) travel and surround herself with inspiring and uplifting women she can learn and grow from welcome diona thank you so much for having me uh i saw your vacation back from yes right it was was amazing it was you look awesome thank you and that's your business you are your business right yes that's awesome well we want to share your journey to to the people of the world, to the moms that are watching and, and watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast. So how did you get here? Who's Diona? What can you share to our audience and our listeners? Well, just tell your journey. I mean, just <laughs> take it over. Well, um, Diana, I'm 42 years old, like you said, a mother of two amazing teenagers. I actually have, my daughter is graduating next month, which, oh, my heart, I tell you. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I am an only child, um, was raised by a single mother, and um, really had no direction in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that you just kind of grew, you know, woke up each day to work a nine to five job, to go to bed, to get up and do the same thing for, you know, 60 years. Um, 
about four years ago, almost four years ago, um, my husband and I decided to do this at-home workout, right? And he was a gym rat through and through. Whereas me, I was just like not about working out or eating healthy um, or anything like that. But um, we decided to do this workout at home. Mostly he was thinking it was gonna nudge me in the right direction into health and fitness because he was thinking, you know, when we retire and we get older, I want us to be active adults, you know, older adults. And the path that I was heading down wasn't really going to be that. I was still smoking, I was drinking too much. Um, and so he was doing this to support me. Um, he actually found by doing these at-home workouts and supporting me that he actually got really fantastic results from it. And based upon that, he was just sharing um, these programs with people and naturally. And somebody approached him one day and was like, why don't you, why don't you coach and kind of run online accountability groups utilizing these, these programs that you have? And um, he, you know, kind of him and hot a little bit. And then one day he came home and he's like, hey, honey, I think I think I want to do this online coaching thing. And I'm like, good for you, babe. You go. <laughs> and he's like, and you're going to do it with me. And oh. I was like, no, not about that. No. Because wow. um, I was still, you know, I committed to the workouts with him. I was eating okay. I was still smoking and I was still drinking. Um, but like the good wife, I decided to, okay, I'm going to support you, honey. I'm going to support you. And uh, we decided to run our first online accountability group that we run through Facebook. And all I did was just kind of put it out there in Facebook land and said, hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to do it with me? Because I was truly at the beginning of my journey. I didn't have, you know, this amazing transformation that people think that you need to have to be um, a coach. Had a few girls commit to joining me and together we went on this journey. And something changed in me. It was, I had accountability for the first time because I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence to know that I was worth it, but mm -hmm. I'm a people pleaser by nature. And so these ladies were worth it. And it wasn't just about me anymore. I had to show up for them. You know, if I was asking them to eat healthy, if I was asking them to commit to working out, um, I had to do it, you know, and I had to lead from the front lines. And so from that, I got amazing accountability. And that's actually where my passion for helping people began. Because again, I'm a people pleaser and I love to help people, but I didn't really think that that was my, um, my gift, if you will. Like people always say, oh, I'm an artist, or I have, everybody has these gifts. And I was like, I, what's my gift? And then I realized it was in front of me the whole time. My gift is to help and to serve. And, and it's just grown amazing from there. Wow. So when I was reading your, and I reviewed all of your social media and I stalk you on social media, <laughs> even though I already stalked you. <laughs> um, but I did not know that you, when you started your journey, you were unhappy, unhealthy and unfulfilled. So I think a lot of moms out there are seeing a lot of moms like you and me that are just going for it. And we look like we're not afraid. We look like we don't fear anything because we're so great at it. But I think people forget we started somewhere. Absolutely. And for a lot of moms that think because they seen us maybe a transformation of over four years, because mm -hmm. I've been with my company for four years as well, wow. surprisingly enough. Yeah. And the transformation, like I always, you know, I heard Sandra Yancey with eWomen Network when I went to their summit say that my husband has slept with 20 versions of me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? That because we evolve and we grow and we become better people. Um, what can you advise to moms out there that are in that crossroad in their life that they're scared to do it? They look at, you know, people that inspired them like you and me that are doing it, but they say and compare themselves to us and say, I can't do what she does, but they forget we had to start somewhere. When I'm reading your bio, it says, I started my journey unhappy and healthy and unfulfilled. That's actually where we all start. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you look at somebody that's been doing something for a while, you forget that we all had a chapter one. And so if, you know, 
a mom's going to compare their chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10, it can seem daunting. And I love to share, like, people are like, wow, you do, you know, social media, you do video, you seem so natural. From day one of coaching, we decided to do video because my husband loves the camera, me not so much, <laughs> but we committed to it and it scared me. Like when I first started, I had butterflies in my stomach and I had to actually write everything out, put it next to um, the, the video recorder and read it verbatim. And, and it wasn't that I wanted to talk on, you know, on video or, you know, do podcasts because it scares me, but you do it anyway. And by doing what you're scared of, it slowly starts taking that fear away. And not only does it start giving, stop giving fear that power, it also starts slowly growing your own confidence. And you're like, wow. Because I think so often the biggest thing about fear is that we can build it up so big in our head and then we do it and we're like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay. If that wasn't that bad, what else can I do that might not be that bad? And by pushing yourself a little bit, you get to experience these amazing opportunities and realize your true potential. Mm -hmm. It actually starts going this way. So this is your fear and this is your, you can call it self-esteem, confidence, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you do it and take a step, yeah. that little step that you took shaves off your fear and then it just, yeah. it, it transfers to your confidence and then shaves it off again at every step of the way you start reversing the process. Absolutely. And it's, it's, that's exactly what the transformation is. It transforms your fear transforms into more confidence mm -hmm. and it builds your courage. Absolutely. Right. But I think that when you take a step, you also learn how it's very empowering to tell um, your fear to to set to sit the f down right. <laughs> <laughs> sit the f down i know you're there right but i'm bigger than you Absolutely. right yes. so that's awesome and when you said you're scared of the camera um your husband loves the camera <laughs> but this is not about justin <laughs> sorry justin <Started. laughs> um and when you said when you started and, and just supported your husband you literally just said on facebook Hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to join me? Like yeah. that's simple. Yeah. And imagine we're so fearless of doing that such a simple thing that's mm -hmm. now propagated your business into something so much bigger than you thought. Exactly. It would have been. I never thought it would grow to what it is now. And it's just been amazing. You know, the the relationships I've built, being able to meet people like yourself and and really surrounding yourself with with just amazing, inspiring people has been probably the greatest blessing, I think, of, of everything that coaching has offered. Yeah. And by the way, when she say meet people like yourself, this is her first time meeting face-to-face -face person, yeah. <laughs> in person. But, you know, social media really, I think that it's such a great opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise connect. Because Yona and I wouldn't have connected yeah. unless it was because of Facebook. I don't know what connected us, but somehow, someone, some way, yeah. we got connected and because um, we we don't run in the same circle. Right. Right? Right. So anybody out there can start a business mm -hmm. with social media. And again, we weren't always good on social media. Right? Oh, no. I think we're ever evolving. Right? Yeah. Just like social media is ever evolving and always changing, we have to kind of evolve and be okay with like i always say failing beautifully forward because failing isn't a bad thing and i think people need to associate fa failure and failing with it being positive because you can't grow if you're not failing if you're not learning um what was it just in uh brian's office i saw um you don't something about you don't have to be an expert because um oh gosh i can't even think of the saying um but Amateurs built an arc and professionals built the Titanic. And I love that because it's like you you don't have to wait until everything's perfect. You just you just act. You just take action and you're like, okay, I'm gonna figure it out. Like I love failing forward. It's you know, you're like, I'm gonna try this. Mm, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Okay, well that kind of worked. Okay, well let's try this. And it's it's really empowering when you use it as a tool for learning and not a tool for if you're a good person or not. And I think that 
so many people don't even ever take action because they're afraid of failing, which at the end of the day, you already have guaranteed failure by not even beginning. Yeah. Well, failure for a lot of people is so negative mm -hmm. because it's what society do to you when yeah. you fail and the expectation of society, which is starting to, a lot of us are no longer putting up with it. Mm -hmm. We don't care what society thinks. Right. We're doing it. And that's so freeing. It's you empowering. You, yeah. What makes you happy? It's, it's just amazing. And with social media too, I know social media can get a bad rap, but I think like I have um, a fellow coach friend that she's like social media, like my social media page is my house and I get to invite people into my house. And if people act inappropriate in my house, they're not allowed in my house anymore. And so some people think that social media can be negative, but I see it as a positive. I've met amazing people. I only see positivity on my page because it's my house and I surround myself with people that I want to have at my house. You know, and so I think that social media, yeah, anything that you want to do, any business that you want to create, anything that you're passionate about, social media has the tools and the avenue to, to allow you to fulfill your passion, which yeah. is amazing. It's awesome. What can you talk about um, education? Because I run into some women, and I have a college degree, which mm -hmm. is so useless, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Bachelor of Science in Accounting. And I hate accounting. <laughs> so I don't like numbers. <laughs> I like numbers, but accounting, like yeah, pencil pushing. But now you're typing in the new digital age. But what can you tell about uh, or talk about education? Because there's a new stigma about education in terms of it's a waste of time. When you're 18, you don't even know what you're gonna do in life. I mean, as you already, you and I know, we didn't really know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We didn't really know what we were doing right. and, and going into college, what exactly, but you have to pick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you also mentioned on your story or on your post earlier that I've interviewed PhDs and all these other women, which are so hum like humblest women that I've met that's now you know they go into PhD but they are they're entrepreneurs yeah you know so I'm not saying it's useless but I'm just saying like does anybody that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur that are again in that crossroad because I hear sometimes moms say I need to go back to school because they don't value themselves that like mm -hmm. it goes back to self-valuation right so what can you what can you talk about that or tell us about your opinion? It's just right. an opinion. There's yeah. no right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, I guess my opinion on education is it's, it is hard because, you know, I do have two teenagers and, you know, high school is trying to prep them and prime them to figure out what they want to do when they graduate. And I can remember when I graduated, I had no idea. You know, I, in my twenties and my thirties, I had no idea. It wasn't until, you know, 38 years old that, oh, hey, let's do something online in health and fitness that I never would have expected myself to be in because I spent most of my life not being an athlete, not being healthy. So I think that if, if you have a passion and it requires a degree, like my son thinks that he wants to be um, an athletic trainer. Okay, well, he needs a degree for that, right? But to always push, I think, somebody into going to school when they, they don't really have any idea. Um, I think that the best teaching tool is life, you know, um, the experiences that, that you get to feel an impact um, versus taking a test, something that you have to, you have to remember for a short, short time just to take a test to get a degree that you may or may not use. Like you said, um, I don't have um, a college degree. I took a quarter in Clark. Um, at Clark College and you know um, I'm an administrative assistant during the day um, I don't I don't need a college degree for what I'm doing and especially online health and fitness coaching I don't need a degree because again it's all you know it's all me I'm I'm my brand I'm my business mm -hmm. and everything that I'm learning I'm learning kind of on the fly which is kind of scary and exciting all at the same time because life gives you the best lessons, I think. Yeah, 
they said education doesn't have to come from school. Absolutely. It comes, a lot of the learnings and the knowledge that I have comes outside of school or came from outside of school. And unfortunately, when I came to America, had a lot of, you know, life happened to me because I, it was a shock. I didn't know the systems in America. Um, and when you don't know about the systems, it can really cripple you and hold you back. So you sound very educated to me, right? Because education doesn't come from a college degree. It doesn't come from a paper. Mm -hmm. They call it a receipt <laughs> of your tuition. It's the receipt of a four-year degree. It's a diploma. Mm -hmm. So how do you think your business because I wrote something about your son not wanting to be a trainer, a fitness trainer. Uh, An athletic trainer. Athletic trainer. Yes. Um, how do you think what yours and your husband, what you and your husband are doing is impacting your children? You know, like I'm going to be, I'll be brutally honest. Um, I think in one respect, so my kids were, and I can't do the math because I'm not good at it. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have an accounting degree. Um, so four years ago, my kids are now 15, almost 18. So that was wow. like, uh, 14 and I don't know, 10 maybe. Um, anyways, it was before, before then they ate how I ate and I ate like I was raised. So there was a lot of package food and because my mom did the best she could, but she, she worked full time. I was a latchkey kid. I came home. I made myself, you know, hamburger helper and Salisbury steak and, you know, all these, these really quick fixes because, you know, that's, it was cheap and easy. Right. Um, and so having kids, that's, that was my knowledge base. Mm. So that's what I did. We had lots of hamburger helper and, and top ramen because top ramen is delicious and amazing, <laughs> you know, love it. But you know, but I didn't have, those tools. And it wasn't until we finally made the decision to, you know, make a healthy change that my kids were wrangled in to my lifestyle because I'm not going to, I started realizing the value and the importance of, of teaching them these healthy tools. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, together we learned how to eat. It wasn't always pretty, you know, <laughs> we both would say, Oh, this doesn't, what is this? And so we learned together. Um, my son's always been an athlete and you know so he kind of thrives on that and it's really good and but on the flip side i'll be honest um and my daughter is totally supportive and does some of the workouts with me and will meal prep with me and things like that but i think sometimes coming from a female perspective mm -hmm. it can actually be hard um the other day i was i was talking to my daughter and and she she said something that kind of like kind of prompted me to like question what she had said. Um, and she said, well, I'm just not, you know, an athlete like you'd like me to be, or I'm not, I'm not like you. And it kind of, it like, kind of like I teared up. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I, I'm not like you want me to be. And I'm like, wow, you know? Wow. So I think sometimes in the health and fit, being healthy and fit and trying to instill that in my kids can actually not, not do the opposite, but, you know, maybe she has that stigma, oh, I have to be like you or I have to be this way. And I, you know, was very quick to reassure, like, no, like, I just want you to be healthy. That doesn't look a certain way. That doesn't mean you have to be an athlete or work out all the time. My goal is that I want you to be healthy and happy. And I really find that health and fitness is just, we think about the exterior and the outside, but that inward health, that mental health, that emotional health is I think even more important. And that's what I'll tell people in our accountability groups. I'm like, working out is great. Eating healthy is phenomenal. But if I can have you do only one thing, I want you to work on that mental health first. Because if you get that, if you can wrap your mind around that, everything else is gonna fall into place. Just yeah. like we were talking about with personal development. Yes, absolutely. The mindset is so super important because it's a programming. You know, we have um, our entire uh, brain is a supercomputer. Mm -hmm. And if you can program it a certain way, like you said, you actually make decisions or better decisions 
and worse decisions too, because it can go either way. Um, I posted something online the other day and I said, you could brainwash your brain for bad things. You can also brainwash it for good things mm -hmm. because that's what it does. Yeah. It's brainwashing. Yes. And when you're doing the mindset and reading your books and doing your meditation, that's exactly what you're doing is you're putting in good things and programming your brain in the best possible way. Absolutely. Um, you said you have an 18 and a 14 years old. 15. 15. Yeah, she's 15 now. 15 and almost. She'll be 18 on Saturday. So, guys, she looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, hot amazing. <laughs> and she is 18 and a 15-year-old. So, yeah, I could see where your daughter would come from, you know, because I think because you're this, this certain look, she probably want, she probably assumed that you want her to, to right. look through that way and you know i think our kids tend to assume our expectation even though right. we just love on them and yeah. like you said we just want them to be healthy right absolutely so it's impacting them in the best way but it's also sort of making them assume that that's what you want them to do right so yeah that's where that conversation is really important on working on that emotional health and reaffirming that and i'm constantly a mom in progress right like always trying to figure it out like okay well maybe i am you know I, I need to make sure that i'm rewarding those other things you know um not just health and fitness but you know grades and just being a good person having a good heart like she has such a heart she's in a unified um soccer team where they kind of is through the special olympics and she connects um you know kids in school with kids with um special needs together wow. and like to see no, I'm not gonna cry. But to see that and to see her heart, like it's unbelievable. And yeah. to really like share, like, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing gift that you can give to other people. And it makes me feel proud as a mom to be able to to experience seeing her heart. You yeah. Know? You just want them to be good humans. Yeah. Because they are a reflection of us. Absolutely. You know, because they always say everything starts at home and I think we're so harsh on ourselves too as a parent because you know we we see our parent parent and we see the good the bad and the ugly yeah <laughs> and sometimes we try to overcompensate of what they didn't do right <laughs> we want to do everything right but you can never do everything right never you have to be okay with that mm -hmm. you know so um oh that's good that's really good now talking about nutrition because i used to be so harsh on my kids in fact my little is the one compared to two of them the oldest and the youngest the youngest is you know drinking tea he wants a tea party for his birthday things of that nature i'm like okay whatever and it, it's because of what i've been doing and i haven't been always on this health and fitness journey that you know that i just want to maintain you know just lifestyle since my oldest, because I gave birth to him, and I'm like, I'm gonna have another one. I'm letting it all go <laughs> until the next one yeah. and the last one. And so when I finally got the last one, I had um, changed, and I used to smoke too, mm -hmm. drink a lot, hard liquor. Um, when before becoming a mom, and then when I became mom, the first time, I'm like, oh, I didn't smoke for nine months, so. I'm not, I'm not going to go back yeah. and ruin that nine months. So that's when I quit. I, I just quit because I became a mom. That's great. And um, I still drank a lot. And I guess my youngest didn't really, or my oldest didn't see the good habits. As he, he didn't grow up around that. My youngest grew up around, like, I started drinking tea. I didn't even know there's all kinds of tea, you know, and started being very healthy. But with, um, with that, they still like to eat their candy, mm -hmm. right? And hearing your story about your mom being a single mom and just trying to do their, you know, her best to raise you and feed you boxed food and processed, super processed food. Mm -hmm. Do you, as a mom, I'm trying to give them the best quality food I can give them. Mm -hmm. But I finally said, okay, I'm okay with them wanting what they want and be a kid and, right. and doing the things that kids do and eat. Um, 
because when they become adults like you and me, we change our lifestyle and, you know, you consciously do that. Do you think it's okay to just allow them to be that way or guide them? Maybe. I definitely think that there's some guidance that needs to happen. So, I mean, I've heard, and, and I used to have this mentality and sometimes I still do, to be honest, um, you know, if, Oh, just let them be kids. And it's like, well, I, I do, I let them run and stuff like that. But <laughs> to say, okay, we'll just have your diet consist of cookies, candy, and ice cream. It's kind of doing them a disservice because like, you know, uh, obesity in our children is so massive. And so I try to find that balance of, okay, okay I want to teach you the tools and I'm going to hopefully, you know, give you healthy meals. And I do notice that they're more aware, like when we go shopping, they'll notice what's in other people's carts. They'll kind of cart check people. I've been cart check. <laughs> when I see people and they're like, hey, what you got in your there, you know, they're more aware. They're like, mom, there's not a vegetable in there, you know, or things like that. So I know that it's something's hitting home. So I think that it's balance, right? Because especially with my kids being teenagers, I can't monitor what they're doing, you know, mm. when they're on lunch or if they're out with their friends and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they're going to make those, those choices. I try not to bring unhealthy food into the house. If we're going to go have a treat, we try to go to it because I'm a binge eater. And if it is in my house, I will consume it all. I can't just have, oh, I'm just gonna have a nibble. I don't know how people can do that because it's crazy. So we go to the treat. We don't bring the treat in the house to us. Or if it is, it's like a single serving. Um, but I think like when people say, oh, just let them be kids and eat whatever they want. It's kind of like, it, and this is an extreme, like, well, would you give your kids cigarettes and say, oh, there's, you know what I mean? I mean, it's yes. not this on the same scope, but it kind of is because I really look at food as um, medicine, right? Um, it's it's nature's medicine. And so if you're going to fill it with, I mean, there's so many things that we still don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think finding that balance, but really trying to instill as much as you can um, of, of health, um, but not having that mentality of, oh, they're just being kids, you know, because that can go down and before you know it. And I, I just wish that when I was younger, I had those tools. So when my kids were younger, it would have been normal. Like I have really healthy, healthy, like crazy healthy friends. I'm balanced, <laughs> but their kids are like, oh, all they eat are fruits and vegetables because that's all they've known, right? So they don't, they don't really know a lot about sugar and the cravings and then having to undo all those things that they've learned. So, it becomes so much work yeah. when you have to undo it. Like, yeah. like I'm sure when you started your health and fitness, you had to like reprogram so many things Absolutely. and the work doesn't even like the work just began when you figure it out and you figure out even more things. Right. right? And I agree with you about the kids because my kids, it's like education is so key, whether you're a kid, an adult, you know, whatever level you are in your life, and journey education is just so important about nutrition and fitness and health in general because my kids are the same mm -hmm. you know okay mom i'm just gonna have a cookie like they are the ones telling me it yeah because i've educated them that you know sugar is a culprit yeah. show them pictures online mm -hmm. you know this is what happens if you eat mcdonald's every day yeah you know just showing them instead of telling them i think it's so powerful and then allowing them that little treats, like you said, Absolutely. Yes. and go to the, to except my, I'm having a challenge with my husband because he's such a <laughs> sweet tooth. It is really hard when it's you're hard. both not on, on, you know, the same page when it comes to that part. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my husband was health and fitness for what, like four years before I jumped on the bandwagon. So I feel bad for him now because he's like, what can I do? But honestly, I don't think that there's, a, and I've had a lot of ladies in our, in our accountability groups are like, you know, my, my spouse is either isn't supportive or, you know, he's bringing in all the goodies and I'm like, you can't, you can't force somebody to do it. You just have to lead by example, kind of like you do, you know, with your children, you're like, you know, here's, here's what I'm doing in lovingly love them where they're at. And then slowly, you never know. Like we have some, some ladies that are like, oh my gosh, my husband's going to join us in our next group. It's going to be amazing. And it's by them leading from the front lines. So they're all coaches within their home, which is it's so really, true. Yeah, really, really exciting. It's so true. So tell me, 
Because I know every lady in your team, which is probably a lot, have very different stories. But if you can share to the world, maybe highlights, because sometimes there's a story that don't quite get you, but there's a story that you're just like, let me hug you, you're so transformational, things of that nature. So tell me just a little profile of, of the ladies that you've helped. Right. So, I mean, we've got ladies from all walks of life, which is amazing. You know, um, our online business, we're able to support women in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. And so, you know, and doing it over the past four years, helping hundreds of women, women, we hear amazing stories. So um, we actually just had a celebration for um, a test group that we just completed. And I had 15 ladies come to the house. Saw that. We had a day of massages and meal prep and photo shoot and hair and makeup. And it was just awesome. And, uh, but we, we did, we talked about some of the stories of where they were and where they are now. So um, one lady has been in our online accountability groups for probably about six, eight months. Or, no, 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 I take that back. She probably for about a year. And um, her son committed suicide like nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And to have her in that group and be open to sharing that, um, it's, not, it's not all health and fitness. You know, having the accountability of the group and having the, um, just the connection the community, that's what's, I think, missing or miss, was missing for me. It's like, you know, you can go to the gym and then try to eat as well as you can, but then we have these systems that are all together, but it's the, the community aspect that's so needed. It's the, the fellowship. Yes, it really is. And so for her to say, I needed this group, this is this thing that got me through this. And then by her sharing her truth, she inspired everybody around her because they're like, wow, I didn't want to get up this morning because I was too tired. But you know what? My kids are still laying in bed. You know, so how can I not show up when she's showing up? We have another um, mom is a single mom. Um, She recently uh, divorced her spouse. And so she was a single mom and then she became an only mom when he took his life. And again, like seeing the stories and the transformation of, I love, and I tell her this, that she started our program always with her hair up, always, you know, and kind of like, we, we always have people take, you know, post sweaty selfies, just, it's for an accountability, it's like accountability check, I got my workout done. And she would always take a picture of like her leg or whatever, her hair was always up. And then one day I noticed her hair was down. And I noticed again, her hair was down. And now I noticed, and I'm like, girl, your hair's always down. And she's like, yeah, I've never worn, I never wear it down. And what are your advice to women or moms that really want to do what you and I are doing, but it's that mental thing that's stopping them and holding them back? Yeah. What advice do you give Women want to have the, yeah, I think that we want to have confidence before doing anything and it's like when I'm confident then I'll do that when I lose the weight then I'll do that when I have the money when I have the microphone then I'll it's like that be do have thing you know it's an old coaching term and it's like you know when I you know if I was like they'll say if I had Beyonce's body then of course I would do what Beyonce did and I'd be Beyonce it's like no honey what does Beyonce do she fucking works out she works hard as fuck she eats amazing so she's got the body so like whatever it is you want you need to be that now like you need to be put yourself out there now and I and I say like confidence the the definition it's on my business card confidence the ability to take action while you're shitting yourself that's what confidence (laughs) is feels like shit it's not like i'm so confident look at me you can remember the first time you got up i still get up on a stage and i'm like oh there's the butterflies what if i fuck this up oh well let's go you know like it's willing it's willing to uh, looking forward to you being scared you're gonna be scared you're gonna have fear you're gonna have excitement you're gonna be all those things and it's like just know that's going to come, you know, but you got to take that first small step. I have this thing that I'd love to give the listeners and the viewers. Um, it's called uh, the practice of confidence. And it's like five things. It's no fucking revolutionary shit. I just put it together the way I did. Cause I think it helps 
Now, because, you know, people will be like, it's my process, my IP. No, it's not. It's just shit you learned and you put it together. So I learned this and I, for me, put it together this way for my clients. And I, I believe confidence is like a practice, like meditation, like anything. I don't think anyone's confident. I don't think I'm confident and you're confident or Kim Kardashian's confident or Oprah's confident. I think that people that look confident are merely in a practice and they've done it so much that they've got that shit down pat and they're in any one of the five steps. So what I would say is I'm going to give you the confidence practice. And then what I would love is for you at home or wherever you're listening to this is to think about where are you in that practice? What step from one to five are you at? Because that's going to make a difference. So step one is it's choice. Make a decision. So what is the thing that you want to do? So let's talk, let's say your example, right? And talk to the mothers that I want to start a business. I'm scared. What's the business? What's the decision you make? I want to start a business. I want to start a podcast. Let's pretend it's that. Okay, cool. The decision is I want to start a podcast. Write this shit down. Number two, right? Being courageous. Like confidence takes courage. You're going to be scared. Just know that you're supposed to be shitting yourself. Yes, skid marks. <laughs> totally. You're on the right track. That's the right track, sister. If you're not scared or you're not like, oh my God, oh my God, then it's not it, you know? And then number three, right, is action. You can't do anything without taking action. And people get it twisted in this. They're like, oh my God, I got to do this big thing. And they take, they go future. And I have this thing where I tell my clients, don't go future. If you're having an anxious moment or you're feeling don't go future. Just stay here. Like, what do you got to do right now? So number three is about action. Small. What's the little thing? I need to open an account with Anchor. Okay. That's an easy way to do a podcast if you don't have the other ways. I need to think of a name. Great. That's a small action. Because if you take that little mini action, instead of the big thing you think you need to do, that little action is going to open up the fog and you'll see more steps and you'll be like, ah, I did this and it gave me four more things to do. Great. Yep. Now I'll do this. You notice, you know what it is. And then you open the path and then all of a sudden you can see, and you're like, ah, okay, I can go that way or that way. Cool. Instead of making this whole fucking story in your head about, I got to do all these things. It's like, girl, you haven't even done one fucking thing. <laughs> do the one thing. That's it. Right. <laughs> and then number four is evaluate. So once you do the thing, people say fail. I don't believe, I honestly don't believe that people fail. I don't believe it. I think that every failure or mistake is a lesson, which I'm sure you believe the same thing. So after you took the action, now evaluate. How was it? Was it shit? Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, was it amazing? If it was crappy and you failed, basically you learned that that was crappy. And next time, don't do that, right? You just learn. So evaluate the lesson. What, you, what do you need to learn and adjust? And then number five is repeat. Fucking circle, circle, dot, dot. Keep doing the whole same thing again. <laughs> Choice, you know action and it's and it's that so think wherever you are out there whoever if you're thinking about i don't know what to do what's the one thing it's a workshop and one of the ladies said i need to put myself out there on social media she just did it i'm so happy wow. she just said to me i just did a social media video on instagram uh a, what is it called a story and yeah. i'm like great so she just went hi i'm me nice to meet you uh and then that's it at least that's the beginning you know yeah. just yeah. do one the one small thing that's beautiful. I love those five steps. And I love how you said it's not revolutionary. It's just, it's basic, right? Yeah. You know, the most basic information is often overlooked by people because we want the, we think that the, the information that works so good are, are, yeah. are sophisticated and complicated, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you said that just take micro actions and little actions and you talk about Beyonce. Like if you want to be Beyonce, he, she looks like that because she does this. So behind the scenes, a lot of, a lot of women and in general, we just see the, the glory. We and just see that there's glory. steps, yeah. and forget there's that, steps that you get glory. glory. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for everyone. Everybody feels yeah, everybody gets, you know, it's not easy for anybody. There's no overnight success about any of it. And literally, I think I've got a lot of clients that are like, hold on, I want to figure it out. You know, one of my clients wants to figure out the whole business. Like, honey, just do one thing. You'll get more information. You'll get feedback. If you try to figure it out in your head, mm. we live, 70% of us are living in stress most of the time. Yeah. So in your head, you have edited past, you're conditioned. You're going to make up all the bad things that are going to go wrong. 
You're not going to go like, just do one thing, get the feedback and then adjust it. I've changed my business. I was a stylist. I used to do workshops. Now I do confidence coaching. It'll change again. Now I'm speaking like you, you don't, I would have never seen where I'm at now at the path because I had to walk it and then it changes. So you don't get to know at the end, you got to do the fucking work and it's work. Yep. It ain't true. easy, but you can do it. It's true. And I like, like myself, you know, it's in the beginning, the podcast was just something that I would like to, to give value out to the world. And then mm -hmm. I go to a conference and something just clicked, you know, I took an action and I went and then I'm like, okay, I know where I want to go now, you know, and it's, it's yeah. not going to be guaranteed. That's it. Because what I find is when I think that I, I have this download and I'm clear about something something will show up down the road that will, you know, it's like the setting of the sail. You set your sail. And then when, when you're setting your sail, it takes you somewhere, but then you realize there's a storm there and you, you reset it again. You know, it's just, it's flexible, but by taking action, you un unravel the information that you needed to take the further action. Yeah. 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 It's a hundred percent. Because if not, it's just stories in your head about how it may not work. And the worst, we go to the worst case scenario. We go to the worst case, like, oh my God, what if I do that? And then what if the podcast fails and no one listens? And then, and it's like, girl, none of that's happened. You're living in some crazy future that's highly stressful and it's stopping you from doing that little thing. Like do that thing and then come back and you'll yeah. see that it'll work. Like it'll be amazing. I know. I know. I get asked a lot too. And I'm sure you do. Like, how do you do all the things that you do? Like, you're parenting, you're taking your kids to school, you're doing this podcast, you're this and doing that. And I feel like, um, you know, what I'm doing is glorified, but at the same time, I feel it's so simple if they just stop and go, okay, yeah. number one, I need to do this. Number two, I need to do this because, and, and sometimes we just say, well, you just do it. But I think if we give a little bit of one, two, three, four, five, like you just did, yeah. it would give them a little more pathway to, okay, the secret to what you're doing now is just doing something a little bit at a time, not thinking of future. Don't go into the future. <laughs> I love that. They hear, I'm like, where are you going? And I, like, cause I have people that have anxiety and postnatal depression and all that. And let me tell you, I know this is off topic, but it's so a passionate rant that I have inside me that I'm not going to do right now, but I, I'm going to do, <laughs> and I've done, but it's like, when you feel like you're having a moment, we have postnatal moments. We have anxiety moments. We have depression moments. You don't have this fucking disease label across your face that you are now postnatal disorder woman. That's not who the fuck we are. Everybody's got moments. Welcome to motherhood. It sucks ass most right. of the time. It's hard as fuck. You want to, I want to kill my kids, right? I'm not gonna, but I want to throw up. I'm like, you little shits, right? It's hard work. It's supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not perfect and beautiful like the Instagram people tell you. Stop posting those fucking perfect photos of nurseries, bitches. It ain't like that, okay? <laughs> it's a hot mess everywhere. So it's like, I think we just, we get stuck into this shit and then we label it as it's this. And it's like, it's a moment. In the moment you feel this, stay here. What do you need to do now? Breathe, drink water. Okay, my list. Like you said, do a list. And I think one of the biggest problems that we have as a society right now is that we're in the era of information. Mm. Like you can Google anything. You can find out anything. There is no reason why you need to be living in ignorance. No reason unless you want to. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the problem, right? It's, it's, it's not about the information. It's the lack of application. So yeah. you have all this information, all these do all these podcasts, blogs and things, but you ain't doing shit. So it's like, stop listening, stop doing, stop. Just do one small thing. See how it goes. More stuff booked up. Oh, cool. And then when you start doing, then you start researching what you're doing, but people want to research everything, do nothing and then complain about how they have no results. And it's like, yeah there's information overloads just apply one thing yeah it's funny because i get asked a lot a lot things that people can just google and it yeah. annoys the shit out of me and i'm not saying that i don't yeah. want to help people but it yeah. i mean like you said information is at the at the tip of your fingertips all yeah. you gotta do is google and yeah. spend time to read things but i feel yeah. like 
And not only that too, I think the comparison issue is that, oh, I want to be like her. So I'm just going to go ask her so I can take a shortcut, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And she can just give me all the information, but it's, it's like, Hey, this is where I learned. I learned by Googling and watching YouTube. I learned, I, mean, I just built like a sound box so that I can block all the background noise and I just Googled it and it's so simple yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cause you want to as well. You know, like sometimes I think we, it's the wanting of actually taking it and doing it. And I've given, I, I say, I call them the winning lottery numbers. I've given people like, here's your million dollar ticket. If you play this, you're going to win a fucking million dollars. All you got to do is play the number. You got to walk there and play it and you're going to win. And people will have 50 tickets and not fucking play them. So it doesn't matter. Like you could have all the information and do fucking nothing with it. And you're like, you're in the same place. So it's like, you don't need all that. I think people think they need all the answers and it's like, you just need to be able to and I think what we give time to, because people say we don't have time. Like, I don't have a team. Probably neither do you. One woman band. I'm, I'm editing. I'm posting. I'm, and I don't have a social media app that I use. I probably should. Oh, well. Too hard right now. I will. You know, I, I edit, record, do all that shit. Breastfeed. Yep. You know, we do all the things we do. And obviously, we have support from our partners. If we're in a relationship, you must have that discussion. And yep. you, you need to have the discussion with yourself. What am I willing? We don't go out. We don't have dinners. We don't spend money. We don't have vacations. We right now we are in fucking full throttle hustle mode. And I don't, I don't do my nails not because I don't have the money. Now it's the fucking time. I record my podcast when I'm driving instead of listening to music or calling my mom, which yeah. would be fun to call my mom, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you go, oh, I don't have time, but I'm watching The Bachelor. Oh, I don't have time, but. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't go out with my friends. My friends miss me. I love them. If you're watching, I love you. But you know, I'm hustle mode and yeah. my why. And so you got to be willing to not sacrifice, but, you know, time manage and know what's important for you. And yes. the shit, say no when you need to say no. And I don't yeah. think we do enough. Well, we I, was being, I was being real yesterday because I get a lot of like, how do you manage your time? Like, you are so good at it. And I think they just, I, I want them to see that I'm not, I don't have all my shit together. So mm -hmm. I went to CrossFit in the morning and I didn't show yeah. until the end of the, like until everybody went to bed pretty much. <laughs> and so I said, you know, showering was because I had to wash my hair, blow dry my hair. Like it takes forever for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I had more priorities. I had priorities to finish. I had things to finish. And so I chose not to shower during the time that I couldn't. Well, I could yeah. if I, but then I would have to sacrifice the thing that was more important than the shower. I wasn't going anywhere. My husband yeah. was complaining about me, you know, cause I showered the day before and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, I think I said that I, this is how you made time for the priorities that you have. And I posted something yeah. about that yesterday and, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of us um, micro influencers need to come back and come out of the woodwork and kind of erase all the fake stuff that's coming around yeah. out there that's creating this illusion that you can be this super duper mom when, you know, we're just trying our best just like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I think it's good. You're right. Like post your breakdowns, post your hard times and moments and you know, we're normal. It's human shit. It's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. Like it looks, it's, you're supposed to have depression and anxiety moments. You're supposed to like, it's normal. You're sleep deprived. You're exhausted. You are the mother energy of the whole house. And when you're not okay, no one's okay. So it's normal. I think that we need to normalize that more and make it less about, you know, um, I don't know. We pressure ourselves a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. what you share. And thank you for sharing that because we need more of that. So if you're out there, make sure you share your shit, all the bad yeah. stuff. All the good yeah. Stuff, you know? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you love about being a mom? Oh, fuck my, I feel like I'm a very sensitive, emotional person, but I feel like my heart expanded more than I thought it ever could. Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest is like, I can get oxytocin and dopamine hits like <laughs> drugs 
whenever I want to with my kids, you know, or thinking of my kids. So I think that it's a, it's a deep love. And for me and my husband, my husband is first and then my kids, that's uh-huh. how we roll. My kids yep. are going to leave. And if you put your kids first, <laughs> good luck, girl. Um, they're going to go marry people and be on their own and you're not going to be important. So yeah. um, for me and my husband, I think like it's that, it's that love that we got to, we got to extend our love for our kids and just the, the gratitude that that has of being a mother and, you know, being able to, I don't know, like to hold space for a child to be who they want to be. Um, I'm a big fan of the conscious parent and Dr. Shafeli's work. I think she's oh, fucking revolutionary. Yep. She smacks me across the face all the time and teaches me a lot of shit about that's the area where I don't have it sorted motherhood and parenting at all. Like I'm all fucked up confidence. Yeah. I got you girl, but that's <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. So, um, yeah, the biggest teachers, you know, as you know, but beautiful, just the heart expansion. And you really feel, I think when you become a mother, you feel for murderers, you feel for dogs, you feel for birds, you feel for fucking trees, <laughs> you feel it all, you know, um, compassion, like no other, I think is my favorite part about motherhood. That's awesome. How do you use some of your motherhood skill set into your business? Uh, I feel like I've been able to use my business skill sets in motherhood, to be honest, um, because it teaches me that everything's a lesson. So instead of me, you know, I'm really conscious that I don't fuck my kids up like I got fucked up and we do. It still happens. Um, But I think for me, I try to see the lesson in what's happening and always force it back onto me. So not my toddlers being whatever, or he's making me angry. I'm like, what is it in me that he's trying to that that's that needs attention what is it in me that okay i'm i'm the one having the problem here he's being a kid so i use my work wow. with my kid more you know instead of my kids instead of being my mothering into my work because i've always had a soft compassionate heart but i think i i i work with a lot of moms like my main client are mothers and mm-hmm. so we really i'm a very relaxed kind of coach in the sense of if they got kids in the background or if they got to cancel because they have to have a sick child or whatever. So I think that helps me because I have that compassion for the woman, mother or not. But um, I think I use my coaching for my kids more than vice versa, to be honest. <laughs> Very great answer. I love that. Um, Cause I use a lot of my business to my relationship as well. I've yeah. always, I've always, you know, a lot of people look up to us because we're so busy people, but we never lose sight with, with our relationship as husband and wife. And awesome. um, there is the thing that I, I tell them, you got to run your marriage like you run your business. You know, a lot of corporations have mission and vision. You got to create a mission and vision for your marriage between your husband like what is it that you are working every day for working hard for you know because when times gets tough frankly you when you run a corporation when times gets tough you go back to your mission okay why are we doing what we're doing and what is it that we're looking forward to happening if we keep doing what we're doing the vision that we are creating for ourselves and that's what we do like we've had hard times back in the days a lot of hard times and we always go back to we hold on to our mission and vision a lot Mm. when times are tough and and i i really love your answer because i do that for my marriage and i i think i don't do as much of it for my kids because i tend to raise my kids in the personal development worlds because I have changed my life because of personal development and plugging into those, reading a ton of books, consuming a ton of information. So what is your message to your kids if they were listening? Because my kids Google me all the time. (laughs) Um, My message to my kids, I originally said I want them to, the the number one thing that if I can teach them is that you're not here for yourself. You're here to help others. Like that was what I wanted to teach them, but I've changed that since Dr. Shafeli because I, what I would love for them is just to be who the fuck they are in the moment, mm. not be yourself. Cause I think that's horrible advice. Cause who is the self, the self I was five days ago is not this self. Right. And the pre baby exactly. self is not myself. So I think be who you are, be who you want to mm. be for what you want, like be who you are and let the world see that. And, and whatever that is, if they want to be Catholic priest makes me want to cringe, but do that. <laughs> 
transvestite, do that. If you want to be gay, do that. If you want to be fucking whatever you want, like whatever you want to be, I love you, go do it. Like I genuinely want them to be who they are. And as long as they're cool, not as long as they're safe, not as long as they're rich, not as long as they're, you know, whatever, even if they're not safe. I mean, if that's what they're called to be, I feel like children come down through us, but they don't belong to us. For me, that's my belief. My kids don't belong to me. They are of the world. They are, they are here to discover who they are and their souls that came through me, but they're not mine. That's ego shit. That's not my kid. He's not an expression of me, not a definition of me. My son is, he acts like me because he models my behavior, but he's not me. He's not a mini me. So I think I just want them to be who they are, you know? And whatever that is for them. And they're going to fuck shit up like I did. And if they do anything close to what I did, I'm going to be cringing. So I'm going <laughs> to just pay attention and let them do what they got to do. Um, but yeah, we're here to love them. But I think they just got to really figure out what they want. And too much, we give them a prescription of who we think they need to be. And that's crazy. We need to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I talk a lot about, you know, they do the shit we used to do as teenagers. Oh my gosh. I would be like so worried. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, karma, karma's a bitch. I'm gonna be like, okay. I'm okay with that, I think. <laughs> We're like, all here. Still alive. I know. Yeah, we yeah. Guide we guide them. I think we are given yeah. the job to guide them. Totally. But they are not ours. They are, hopefully, we shape them. Um, you know, I don't allow the society society's influence a lot. I control what I shape them with. But then they shape their own personalities yeah. outside of that. Cause I can't, I totally. have, we have no control over who they're no. going to become. They just have to be, I think for me, I just want them to be a good human and a yeah. kind person. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what's your message to your husband and what's your husband's name? Amish. Amish. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, he's like, we are on some shit. Like we're on some twin flame stuff. Similar. It sounds like your <laughs> husband and you. Um, and I think we just have the same mission and it, we're very lucky because I know not a lot of couples have that. We are equally, he's so yin and I'm so yang, but we are equally ambitious and equal mission. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to allow him to be who he is. And that's really hard because we, you know, unconditionally loving people as a, as a consciousness, as a world, we haven't reached that yet. Even though we think we have, we still love with conditions. You know, I still love myself with conditions and my husband loves me with conditions and kids, you know? So I think my ultimate goal is that we can, as much as we can love each other and allow each other to be who we want to be out in the world and kind of hold space for each other. And it's great doing this work as a couple because man everything I read he reads same same thing so we really it's like we're being like he's like the other half but not that I'm half and he's half but it's like he's another me but a greater yeah. version and similar you know so it's it's great to do the walk with him you know to do this and I think we've danced before you know I don't think this is our first rendezvous on on in the universe mm. I definitely have past life stuff so it's it's exciting you know to to do this now we're both in big moments of urgency to do the work of raising consciousness now, like this lifetime. Wow. So we're very, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Equal energy. Yeah. Equal energy. Ex yeah. Equal energy. But then the external, like I'm like, ah! and he's like, hi. Yeah. What is your message to women in the world? I think the biggest thing is I, I want every woman that I can touch and experience to know that it's not about what happened to you, it's about what you make it mean and what you do next with your life. And that no matter what's happened to you, no matter who you think you are, no matter what you've been through, I think that you can do be, have whatever the hell you want. You can create whatever you want. It's just your meaning of it, you know, and you yeah. can have everything that you want to have. And I think that that's the biggest thing because so many of lives that we don't want to live for people that we don't want to live them for in relationships we don't want. So I would just say that I would hope that you would go for what you want to go for and that you would just be fully, fully self-expressed and that you could experience that in this lifetime while you have, while you have a breath, like 2 million people a day die. And if we, if we're alive right now, mm. what the fuck are you waiting for? You know? Wow. 
That's awesome. Awesome message. One last question before I let you go. But before I go to the question, I just really love how you show up in this world and want to give you some compliment and, and commend you for how you show up in this world. And I know you show up for a lot of people and I love your authenticity. So thank you for that. And I think we need a lot more of you to multiply in this world. You're doing oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I acknowledge you as well, sister, for doing this and look at us across worlds. This is you know, awesome. Yeah. You're so in thank the, you as well. You're you're in my future because you're the next yeah, one. future. <laughs> Sunny day tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> look at <authentic. laughs> this is awesome. So before I ask you the last question, what or where can uh, we find you? So at the queen of confidence, make sure you put the, because I don't know what you'll find if you just go queen of confidence. Um, and can I just say with that name, it's not like I am the queen that the purpose of it was she's my alter shego. And I think we're all Queens and we're all Royal. And I don't mean like in a tiara, I mean like royalty, like you were amazing. You were the top of the top highness, you know, and I hope to aspire to be, the queen of confidence as many times a day as I can, you know, so, um, you can go to the queen of confidence on Instagram, the queen of confidence on Facebook, and then the confidence chronicles on YouTube and the confident mama on YouTube. Cause that's like my behind the scenes of crazy as motherhood when I have my breakdowns. Um, and then there's a podcast, the confidence chronicles podcast, which is on the queen of confidence.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Last question. What is yes. your definition of a mother hustler? And when you heard that word, what came to your mind? Oh, man. So I thought I loved it because I thought I do see business in that sense of mother hustler. But if you don't have a business for me, because I am a business mother. And I think I think mother hustler is a woman who is out there, a mother who's out there doing the best that she can mm -hmm. and knowing that there's many moving parts and that, excuse me, she's committed to the process of the many moving parts, you know, and that you don't need to get it right. That you're you, hustling to me is like, you take a punch. Oh shit. That hurt. Okay. Let's get back up. Yeah. Okay. You want to breastfeed? Okay. You need food. Okay. Drop offs. Okay. Shit. You know, like a mother hustler <laughs> to me, you know, is, is mothering and, and also willing to let life take all the hits of life, get up, take them again, readjust, move around and take them again, you know, like boxing, you know, I, I really, I love the name. And I think it's, you got to meet another lady here in Australia who you'll love. So I'm going to send you her details later. Um, awesome. Yeah. I, I really feel like it's community. It's community of it's yeah. all hard. It ain't easy, but we're committed to the work. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. So you. appreciate you. And remember to just do you, ladies. Big yeah. love. Big love. Love it. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. You're amazing. Love lots. Come to Australia. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.